Hello everyone, this is the Rowdy Buddhist. I'm glad to be back to make another podcast. Today I wanted to talk about something. Uh, of course, I always talk about something that's relevant in my life and something that I've experienced and want to share with all of the listeners. Today's concept is going to be on the idea of filial piety, the attitude of filial piety. And in my own life, how does this manifest is that at this time I've decided to come and take care of my parents, my family and I together, have decided to come take care of my family and my parents as they get older and, and to assist them with their home and uh, also with any uh, issues or chores that they may have. When I had left Seattle, it was very interesting because, of course, I, I've, I've very much established in Seattle. We love Seattle very much and always are looking forward to going back. However, this instinct, this feeling in myself was that this was the opportunity and time and that this was something that needed to be taken care of. And when I spoke to my teachers, Komoto Sensei, I was very interested to hear his uh, idea because actually I thought, well, you know, I'm leaving Seattle to move back to New York. And I didn't know what he would think because actually as a priest, that has to be your first and foremost um, focus is of course a sangha uh, because you leave home uh, a monk is considered someone who has left home and therefore even amongst uh, our, prior our top priority is of course always the dharma and spreading and practicing the teachings and in going back I explained the situation and, and my reaction his reaction was really amazing and interesting and that's why I make this podcast because I believe it lends towards a very important aspect of our practice as a Nichiren Shu Buddhist, as a disciple of Nichiren Shonen, that is sometimes overlooked. Now, of course, when people read the life story of Nichiren Shonen, they see his attitude towards his parents. And a lot of times, many people may agree with that, may think that's very wonderful. But uh, as I stated, the reason why I make these podcasts is for us to look deeper into Buddhist culture. And more specifically, I want to understand Nichiren Buddhist culture. Um, so that I um, am following in our teacher Nichiren Shonen's footsteps uh, and teaching because I am his student. And he, Skomoto Sensei, alluded that this was very wonderful and that actually taking care of one's parents and family and ancestors is considered the highest virtue, uh, highest um, ambition that a human being can do. And so therefore, I wanted to make this podcast because I believe that, again, as I said, this is something that may be overlooked or not looked into enough. The definition of filial piety is the idea of an attitude, a belief, a concept of respect for one's parents and ancestors. And many people, of course, know that this is one of the main virtues of the Confucian uh, teaching. Uh, and that Confucius uh, had spoken very much about uh, filial piety and that actually in Confucianism there is a, uh, a sutra or a teaching of filial piety. And it's very much like the Buddhist uh, sutra as well. And so in Buddhism, it's very interesting because a lot again, we, I believe we understand Buddhism on a very basic level. Um, because Buddhism has only been uh, in the United States just a little over a hundred years now. And 
it, it's not yet set into our culture. So we're kind of, I believe I'm one of the first generational people in my tradition, uh, in my family, to be able to, of course, inculcate these teachings into my life that uh, I live by them and that I practice uh, as a member of the Sangha. And in Buddhism, usually the concept that people have is a monk of somebody who renounces their family. So therefore they go off to do the spiritual practice. We think about the Buddha renouncing his, uh, his wife, his ch child, and his family to go off to attain enlightenment. But one thing that we don't one thing that we don't grasp is that it's not a selfish pursuit, but a pursuit that ultimately is based on the attitude of respect towards uh, one's parents, the Buddha's parents, and towards his ancestors. That he would take on the task of finding an answer to suffering, and of course, as we know later, uh, all of the family members had become disciples of the Buddha, including his. Um, wife and mother, uh, wife and stepmother. And so sometimes we can become very rigid in this way of thinking. And so I really wanted to look into this attitude or concept of why is this such a high virtue in Nichiren and Buddhism? But before we get into Nichiren and Buddhism, I just want to talk about basic Buddhism. So many people may think, um, most of the time when people talk about filial piety, you do a search. It'll come up the Sutra of Filial Piety, which is um, very much a Chinese Sutra. Uh, so many people may think that this is just the Mahayana teaching uh, based on uh, Chinese Sutra, which, of course, is interesting, was um, to, is said to have been translated by Kumara Jiva, which is also the monk, that uh, the great translator that translated our version of the Lotus Sutra we use in Nichiren Buddhism. But actually, before we get into Mahayana, there's actually in the Pali Canon um, examples of this teaching, such as in the Agamas, uh, filial piety is seen as the chief of good karma, like the main way of gaining good karma um, by being able to, as the Buddha has admonished uh, his disciples, to honor the parents as Brahma, Brahma, of course, as we know, is the deity, the creator in the Vedic tradition, in the Vedic uh, cosmology. And so, though, for to us, in our little microcosm of the universe, which we find in our family, uh, our parents are Brahma. They have, uh, through their uh, interconnection, have created us. And then the, the Buddha also talks, moreover, according to Buddhism, of karma that as we talk about the ways that you can, of course, uh, which we'll go into later with the idea of Mahayana, but in the way of changing one's karma by taking care of others, and that by taking care of one's own parents and ancestors um, and being able to help liberate them, just as the Buddha did, by bringing them into the Sangha, is an excellent way of karma. But also, in the negative way as well, that uh, matricide and patricide um, are considered two of the grave sins, the unforgivable sins of um, right up there with destroying the Sangha. They call them the cardinal sins of Buddhism, in which uh, in the early sutras means that one has burned uh, the seed of enlightenment, the seed of Buddhahood, which means they become an Ichantika, which means somebody who has burned their seed, that that seed will not be able to sprout life. Of course, in Mahayana, that, that develops and changes, especially in the Lotus Sutra. 
then as we move on uh, into the Mahayana, we it was developed into uh, the four debts that we have towards uh, in Buddhism, and that is the idea of um, the four origins that we should have in be indebted to that we could never repay. Uh, the first, of course, was parents. Uh, the second being other sentient beings. First, third is rulers. And uh, fourth is, of course, Buddhism. Now, as we look a little bit more, if you look at the Chinese character, now I can't obviously draw, so I'm explaining it. It's made up of two uh, uh, radicals. The first is uh, elder at the top, and the bottom are children. And uh, Chinese, this is a xiao. And uh, this is the kanji bringing them together of the idea of this interconnectedness um, that is expressed through the attitude of filial piety. And going back to that sutra that I was speaking of, uh, translated by Kumarajiva, the filial piety sutra, it's very interesting because, again, one of the characteristics of being a human is that we tend to overlook and take for granted many things. So in the sutra, it goes through examples of um, the process of con conception, um, of course, during pregnancy, all of the challenges that one's mother and parents and family have to go through, and then birth and growing up and education, all, all of the things that we are deeply indebted to others for. Um, when they talk about the four uh, debts, parents being because they create us and raise us, other sentient beings because they um, don't kill us, they... Uh, work with us, they're part of the same community, rulers because they protect, and Buddhism because we they uh, Buddhism enlightens us. And so if we read through that, we also see that if we wish to change our karma, many times people think of these very uh, extravagant, extraordinary things that they think they have to do, but simply it says that if one honors their parents by copying the sutra and dedicating it to the parents and offering that sutra to the Buddha, uh, that one is able to gain immeasurable merits. In Confucianism, it, it, it of course, influenced uh, Buddhism, especially the Mahayana Sutras in China, uh, in order to, of course, Buddhism is uh, able to assimilate in many ways to uh, cultures so that the uh, the main virtues of the culture, and Nietzsche and Shonen spoke about this, are built upon to create Buddhism. So Nietzsche and Shonen states in one of his uh, dialogues that he that uh, the basis of Confucianism, etc., are the building blocks, the the create the uh, platform on which Buddhism is is able to sit. So when we look at Confucianism, it says to stay close, to follow your parents' wishes, and that when they pass away, they have very specific rules, that, you know, to observe the um, and you can see this in some aspects of Buddhism observing and taking care of the family grave, also being uh, trying to fulfill your parents' wishes for, for, three, uh, for three years, watching the grave. However, as my Chinese teacher had once taught me, that this is not necessarily suitable for Buddhism. Because, as many people will inevitably say, some people will have had nice childhoods and some people will have uh, challenging or even downright awful childhoods relationships with their parents. So this teaching uh, is perhaps not suitable uh, in every case. So 
that is why we have to understand within the guise of Buddhism. Uh, so many times people may express it uh, because it it is, of course, a Confucian uh, virtue. But we should understand it within the context of Buddhism. And Buddhism does not necessarily necessitate to follow the parents. Just like, as I said, in the Confucian teaching, it's very specific that you should actually, after your parents pass away for three years, try to accomplish or... Um, basically accomplish or uh, get whatever they wanted, whatever their goals were. And that's how you should live your life for three years after to fulfill your expectations and uh, the goals of your parents that they could no longer do because they passed away. But as a Buddhist, uh, as we can see, even with uh, Siddhartha leaving the temple, uh, leaving the castle, that was not necessarily what his parents wanted. So if Buddha was... Uh, Siddhartha was stuck to this concept, which of course is also found very much in India and in many ancient traditions, many ancient societies. He would have never went off to follow to find his enlightenment. So, what it means is to protect parents' reput reputation. Uh, what that means is that we, uh, in the concept of interconnectedness, interdependence. Um, we are an extension of our parents, of our family, of others. And that is one important aspect of Buddhism, that what we do with our lives directly and indirectly affects other people, affects the planet, affects uh, communities, affects economies, etc. What we buy, what we don't buy, what we say, what we don't say. And the Buddhist concept is more of supporting parents, not uh, mindlessly following parents, because... Uh, parents are, of course, bound to suffering as well. Um, also, they're not always correct. They're not uh, necessarily uh, enlightened or have a wisdom. But that we should support parents. And that for filial children, mean that we have a loving concern to them. But not that it becomes a burden. Uh, and, of course, quote, it's not blind obedience. But it is gratitude. So, of course, Buddhism, as we see in the Eightfold Path and the Six Paramita, is an attitude, um, and that is expressed through gratitude, um, which, of course, as we know, the idea of ofuse, gratitude, giving, uh, the idea of appreciation. Now, inevitably, someone will bring up the concept of a parent who is not, um, who is maybe a terrible person, a terrible parent, uh, perhaps abuse is involved, neglect, etc. So how does this work within Buddhism? It's, it's very interesting because if we have gratitude, what, what does that mean? Well, we're appreciative, of course, as if we look at Brahma, we don't necessarily... Uh, Brahma is in Buddhism not an enlightened being, uh, but a great being. Um, we give gratitude for our creation. Um, but we, in Buddhism, need to understand that this idea of interdependence, interconnectedness, and the idea of changing. So a lot of times, this is a basic issue that people have. We always look outside with judging and wanting to change other people. But one of the constants that Skomoto Sensei always taught me was always pointing back at yourself. It's not out there. It's in here. And what that means is that if we have an evil or have had an evil parent that 
that parent is part of us and that we show gratitude where gratitude is, uh, whereas gratitude is deserved, uh, even though it was maybe not intentioned or done in an incorrect way. Life is life, and we should have gratitude towards life because Buddhism is a positive teaching. Um, but that we need to change that parent inside of ourselves. So instead of directing it outside uh, at another person, we change that parent inside of ourselves. So Buddhism observes inside ourselves rather than externally. Otherwise, we may grow up to be like them. And this is, of course, the perfect example of samsara. Um, one great teacher had said that our lives, even though we may think that we're independent uh, beings, are sometimes a really lousy recording of our parents or even our ancestors, our culture, that just keeps replaying it. It's got different sounds, it's got a different image, it looks different, and, and we're fooled by that. But in reality, that cycle of suffering is still ongoing. And that the only way that we can break that cycle of suffering, that cycle of abuse, uh, that cycle of ignorance, of suffering, is with our lives through our dedication our practice, our upholding of the Lotus Sutra, copying, reciting, and upholding the teaching of the Lotus Sutra. And finally, this is exemplified in our teacher Nichiren Shonen. So at Mount Minobu, there's actually a shrine called the Filial Piety Shrine uh, that is actually uh, to commemorate the parents of Nichiren Shonen. And there were there has been explained three methods that one shows filial piety towards parents. One is to show respect towards parents. Again, that respect is not groveling or just simply uh, being obedient, but showing respect that we understand interdependence. We understand the gratitude of life. Number two is a willingness to be to listen to parents and their wishes. Now again, you may say, well, my parents' wishes and listening to them is like listening to someone uh, babbling or uh, if somebody is uh, wrong and, and we live a different lifestyle, if they may be racist or they may be uh, politically different than you, you don't want to necessarily listen. But what is always being said, that a Buddha is always willing to listen, just like Kanon Bosatsu the great hearer, Bodhisattva, that one is able to hear the suffering of others. Now, it didn't say just to do what your parents said. It just said the willingness to listen to parents and their wishes. What that means is to look at beings uh, as they are, without any uh, discrimination. Three, and to hold the memorial service, so that we understand that that memorial service is not just for that one being, but actually for the interdependence of all beings. And again, we'll go into another discussion, which I think should be the next one, concerning why do we do memorial services if uh, if everyone goes to the Pure Land or et cetera, et cetera. So is this just another Confucian uh, idea that has been uh, kind of assimilated into Buddhism? I'll talk about that in the next series, um, the next podcast. But what I really wanted people to see, and, and there's a letter by Nichiren Shonen that I'll end with, is when... Uh, his disciple brings his mother's ashes to Mount Minobu, and he she he explains that all of our body, our heads, arms, legs, 
are all inherited from our parents. And that when we bring uh, our parents' ashes, when we bring our ancestral ashes, when we chant the Lotus Sutra for our ancestors and dedicate it to all beings, all sentient beings, um, the past, present, and future, we are indeed uh, enlightening the minds, enlightening the natures of those beings and creating a better war, peaceful world. So therefore, we need to expand our mind and understand and look at the teachings and guidance of our founder Nietzsche and Shonen that uh, how wonderful this world would be um, and how wonderful it is to have such an example of our great teachers that we have of both Shakyamuni Buddha uh, and Nietzsche and Shonen and the countless uh, great teachers of the Dharma that give us guidance that in this moment in our life we can choose uh, to follow the way of enlightened mind, enlightenment, rather than that of the samsara or, or cyclic suffering. And therefore we get the chance to stop playing the same tape, lousy tape, lousy recording over and over and over. And again, when we look to change the world, we look inside and we look to change ourselves rather than simply judging and uh, admonishing others. We simply quietly, humbly do the work. Uh, and that work is done in many ways. So I hope that this uh, podcast has been uh, in some way revealing for you. Hopefully it has answered some questions. There's always more questions. But again, the most important thing is to implement this in your daily life, to, to look deeper into this concept, not just to simply take, take it as face value, but live it. That's the way that we bring uh, the enlightenment of our great teachers into this world. And therefore, we can change this world and we can help all suffering beings, including ourselves. So with that, I'd like to say thank you very much and I hope all of you have a wonderful day. Namu Myoho Renge Kyo.